messy, that's a fact. Go pour a drink and grab a snack. Yeah, yeah, me, we spillin' tea. We keep it real, we keep it G. So much drama in these streets. Take several seats and sip the tea. It's piping hot, don't miss a thing. Cause just like that, the show's starting. Welcome to the Messiest Fuck Podcast. This is Nicole. And this is Yaya. So, another dollar, another day, right? Yes, yes. You had a birthday. (laughs) Didn't you have a birthday recently? I did. Um, May 13th was my birthday. And what'd you do? We went to a really nice dinner and we were kid-free for the night. So that's all I could ask for. (laughs) That is a plus. Good. I'm glad you got a chance to like celebrate and all that. Cause it seems like with us, like I feel like with me, like every year I get older, I like cringe at it, but at the same time, you know, it is what it is and we have to make the best of it. We're young at heart, baby. (laughs) Right. We're young at heart. (laughs) Exactly. Um, so I I have to share a story with you. It's going to be story time real quick. So I had two firsts happen to me within the last month. My first first is that yesterday I got vaccinated. So that was an experience. Okay. So (laughs) my, my arm is sore, but I'm not being a baby. I'm just, you know, it is what it is. Worse could happen. But the second thing that happened to me, I went and I got sugared for the first time. Do you know what sugared is? What What is being sugared? No, it's like wax. It's like waxing but it's oh. better for the skin. And so this, this girl that I oh. found online, she did an amazing job. So backstory. So I'm in, I'm at the hairdresser and we're talking about me having the sugaring appointment. And so she says to me, well, you know, I did sugaring once and I was like, oh, well, was it, you know, painful? And she's like, well, I got my vagina, my complete vagina waxed or sugared. And she's like, it was the most painful experience in my entire life. She's like, just waxing the lips. She's like, it was like sandpaper (laughs) being Mm -hmm. ripped off of it. Yeah, it was, she made it sound very bad. And then she she tells me, you know, she used to do like waxing and, and that type of thing. And she would have women come in and she would give them like alcohol swabs to clean their areas. And, you know, some women want their butt crack wax. They got to get that hair out of there. So they didn't use the alcohol swab. And so she would go in to like spread open the cheeks and start the waxing girl. There would be like shit all in their ass. Like, Dingleberry. Yes. It, she said it was like the most disgusting thing. So that <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's happening, but, um, I decided to just get the bikini line wax and it was really good. And I got my underarms done. It was, and really how good. was it? It was good. It came out very soft, oh. very supple. I'd highly recommend it. And it lasts for like, eh, like four weeks, somewhere around there. So it's, it's well, I don't know about my butt crack, but I'll go yeah. for the <laughs> girl. Don't get the butt crack wax. <laughs> why would you not? Why would you not just you know take a wipe to your ass before you go? And that's and get, exactly. You know what I'm exactly. Something. I don't. I don't a know. Baby like, wipe. Something. Something. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, those are my. Those are my. That's my story. Those are my two firsts. <laughs> I love it. Oh my goodness. And so I did see um, that one of our favorite shows is coming Whoa. to an end. Yeah, I'm so sad. So Blackish is going to be doing its last season. And I am super sad about this because I think Blackish is one of the only shows on TV that is specifically addressing issues with the, the Black family. Mm-hmm. And if we lose that, then like, what other show is there really? Yeah. And they that... do it. They do it in a funny way. Yeah. A funny, real way. They talk about real everyday issues that, you know, just your average suburban black family goes through. And I thought it was really well done. Very reminiscent of like the Cosby show, those mm-hmm. type of shows. Yeah. So I'm really sad actually. And I know like, it's kind of hard to keep coming up with, topics there's only so much you can do but you know I'll I'll be sad to see it go me too it it does remind me of like a new age Cosby because like Bo the wife she's a doctor which is nice to see 
you know, yeah, and absolutely. Andre, isn't he like an ad exec or something like that? Yeah. And I yeah. thought, you know, those, that's really cool because you don't see a lot of married black couples who are successful with children, you know, trying to navigate the world as it is now and all of the issues that come with being black. So right. yeah, I, I definitely am going to miss it. I really am. But, um, you know that we're living in a world of cancel culture and and sensitivity and how people get yeah. offended really quickly. Yeah. Well, did you hear about the stuff that's going on with the Snow White ride at Disneyland? Yeah, how crazy is that? And what is with canceling Disney right now? I, I didn't hear anything about canceling Disney. Disney. I know. I that's crazy. Well, there's a there's a orig, there's an original ride um, at Disneyland called Snow White's Scary Adventure, and it just got revamped. So now I guess it's called Snow White's Enchanted Wish. So when they debuted this, there was a lot of controversy about it because at the ending of the ride, it now shows Prince Charming giving Snow White, you know, true love's first kiss, which we've all seen in the movie. Well, people are pissed off because the part where she's asleep and he's giving her this kiss to awaken her is without her consent. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Is that not ridiculous? Like, come on. That is is a stretch, in my opinion. Like, what? That is a stretch. Very big stretch. People are just starting to make a big deal out of, like, everything. Like, Dr. Seuss books, those got, some of them got taken off the shelf because there was, like, racist rhetoric and, and pictures and things like that. Okay, fine. But I mean, this, it's a children's fairy tale. The girl is asleep. Like, how is she going to give kids? Like, what do they want her to do? Want them to do? Just like leave her alone? That's like the whole narrative of the story. Right. Exactly. I don't know. I don't get it. I really don't get it. That's, that's just ridiculous. People are so sensitive and they get offended so quickly nowadays. Yeah. I think that's taking a little too far. Most definitely. Well, you know, that's a really great segue <laughs> about taking it too far because um, one of the worst people, well, I'm not going to say worse. That's, that's kind of harsh, but Joe Budden is the person that I just don't favor. I just, I don't, I think he's very egotistical. Um, I think he has a poor attitude. I, the list goes on, you know, he's not horrible in every way, but he's just not the, the, the best person and like his character. So anyway, there's a lot that's been happening with him. So, you know, that he has the Joe Budden podcast network and right. um, it's very, very popular. And he recently fired two of his co-hosts, Rory and Mal. And I always say that wrong, Mal, whatever. It's, it's the suburban accent in me. I don't know, whatever. He just fired them over a, a business issue. It was a contractual issue. And, you know, he, he's going through that. So now it just came out that Olivia Dope, who had her own podcast on his network, um, she, she came out saying that Joe was doing some inappropriate things basically on, on set. Um, and that led to her quitting the podcast. So I want to play this clip so you can hear it from her exactly what she said. Joe Budden sat in on a recording of the female-led podcast I was a part of and continuously made sexual suggestive remarks to me that made me extremely uncomfortable, as well as fearful of dampening the mood if I didn't laugh along while he made those sexual remarks to me. Those moments not only live on the internet forever, it also forced me in the decision of quitting the podcast. So, you know, we hear from her and and, and we did hear from him and he apologized um, on social media. He was taking accountability. He did say the episode um, that was in question was gonna be removed. He wants women to feel comfortable and protected. Um, I, it's tough for me to, it's, it almost sounds like a forced apology on his end. It it really just does. And, you know, he had a, he had another episode of his podcast and he went on there um, and he furthered the apology and it really still 
didn't sound like it was sincere. It wasn't genuine. It sounded like, you know, he was always trying to find a way to make it humorous. He, you know, he was saying that people are expecting him to come and apologize. Like, oh, well, what is he going to say? So let me just play the clip of his apology. I, me, Joe Budden, along with the Joe Budden Network, owe Olivia Dope an apology. We issued one, one, but she needs to hear it with my voice. There was an inappropriate joke made, a poor attempt at humor made at a time when it shouldn't have been made. And unfortunately, me and the entire room of people missed that. That was our bad. That was our failure. And we didn't know until she was able to communicate that. And for that, we failed you. Yeah, so he just, I don't know. It just seemed like so half-assed. Like I said, his his attitude is super arrogant. And you know, remember he used to date Tahiri and then Sin? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we know from just those relationships as obviously an outsider looking in that he had problems with those women too. You know, right. I think Tahiri, we talked about on a, on a former podcast episode that she was experiencing like abuse from him in different ways. Um, we know that Sin and, and him never got married. There were, there were problems in that relationship. Um, and you know, it just, for me, I just feel like I know it takes two, but I think a lot of it is really coming from Joe and him not being able to discern what is appropriate. Like he's, he's just pushing the envelope too much. And I think people have just given him a pass and people are just fed the fuck up at this point. Yeah, I totally agree. But I think we, I think both sides have to be accountable like maybe tell him in the moment when he's doing it that it's inappropriate put him on blast embarrass him you know what i'm saying so that he has to be accountable in that moment rather than having time to make this perfect apology that's written by somebody else that he's reading you know what i'm saying like i yeah. think it's important to like in the moment be like this is inappropriate yeah Put him off guard make him you know a true, honest apology. Cause I think otherwise, you know, the accountability just isn't there with these men. They, they hear, you know, music about disrespecting women. They see television about disrespecting women. They see it all the time and probably in that industry. So there's not a lot of accountability. Yeah. I think she feared reprisal. You know what I mean? Like, I think she, you know, this is the see the thing. The thing is podcast. I think it was all women. I think she just was scared to be honest, like in that moment to like say something to him and then him be like, Oh, well you're fired or, you know, something to jeopardize um, how things, the mood on the set and all of that. I really think that's where it came from. So I can, I can understand it from that perspective, but I also agree with you that, you know, a lot of these issues really just need to be nipped in the bud so that, you know, this type of behavior is not continuing. Right. So I totally agree with that. And, you know, I'm going to move on from Joe Budden because, um, you know, I know we were talking about Sin, who used to date Erica Mena for like a hot second. Um, And Erica and her husband, Safari, their house just recently got burglarized. They're, They're Atlanta mansion. It's beautiful. Have you seen their house? No, I haven't, but I oh my gosh. Imagine in Atlanta. <laughs> it's so, so pretty. So last weekend, um, their home was robbed. There were cameras on um, and they caught at least four men from what they could see on the cameras, um, you know, doing the robbery like as it went. And apparently thousands of dollars were uh, stolen from the, not thousands of dollars, but items were stolen from the home including designer purses, clothes, and jewelry. Um, There was actually, this is totally disgusting, but there was footage of them like literally rummaging through the baby's room, through the baby's, you know, dressers and things like that to see what they could find. Um, They were also armed, according to Safari, and they weren't home at the time. Thank God this this happened, right? Um, Wow. So what they did was they shared pictures of the the people who were, you know, robbing the place. Um, and apparently there was also one woman that Erica said was involved and that she had allegedly gotten this purse that was stolen from the house. So the people who were in the pictures, um, 
you know, that were posted on the internet, they were wearing the jewelry that was stolen. Like oh idiots. So Safari had got um, this really nice, well, nice and I guess rich people terms, this really nice chain um, with a um, charm of his baby. It was, you know, custom designed, custom made and everything. And the, the fucking idiot that stole, that robbed the house was wearing it talking about, oh, this is a celebrity chain. How oh my god! How dumb! How dumb can you be? How dumb can you really be? I can't. (laughs) So you know these are idiots. And Erica offered a twenty thousand dollar reward for any information that can lead to the arrest of these people. So they are like on it. They are, you know, they Uh have they have the the receipts. They got the images. They have everything. And yeah, insurance is going to replace it. But at the same time, these are special custom pieces and you feel violated this is your personal home this is your privacy and you just go and do some shit like that i don't know all right let me run let me run to atlanta real quick and talk to some people so i can get that twenty thousand (laughs) dollars you need all the details (laughs) i'll find out some details (laughs) (laughs) oh my god well i want to know the details of um the Real Housewives of Atlanta, because I know there's yes. been some shit going on there. Speaking of dumb, as in those robbers are dumb, we have Portia, who, look, this this season has been so dramatic on Real Housewives, and the season has, the next season hasn't even started yet, and there's already drama. So Portia is apparently engaged to Simon and I don't want to try to butcher yeah. this man. He's Nigerian, name. right? He is Nigerian. Okay. Um, so I will just say Simon, who Simon, is isn't, a, it, isn't it G something? We'll call him Simon G. Simon G. Um, <laughs> who <laughs> who is who was married to Phelan G, who uh, was a newer cast member this season on the show. Mm-hmm. So and also a friend of Portia's. So apparently she's engaged to Simon after her friend and co and co-star on the show uh, was married to him. And to give you an idea of what kind of timeline we're looking at, June of 2019, they broke up. Mm-hmm. They decided they were going to get a divorce. May of 2021, Portia and Simon announced their engagement. So we are looking at a time frame of them announcing that they were going to get, oh, I'm sorry, they, they got married in June of 2019, announced okay. that they were breaking up in March of 2021. And in May of 2021, Portia and Simon announced that they're engaged. Oh, that's so, just nasty. That, that yeah, is. Mary 20, exactly. Married 2019, divorce, divorced by March of 2021 and newly engaged now by May of 2021. So, but, that, but that's messy. her friend, but that's her but friend. That's her friend. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So super, super messy. And for a while, there's also been a rumor that she's pregnant, so, but they dispelled that. Okay. I was going to ask. Okay. Um, they did say that that's not true. She does have one child already, but with her ex, Mm-hmm. But that kind of timeline is just insane to me. Like, oh, yeah. I don't understand it. That's and disgusting. It is super messy. Yeah. And I, I also heard adding on to the mess that there was another girl that he was messing with at some point that I guess she was in his car and there were pictures of, of her in the car. And then somebody else just recently came out talking about how they were using Coke together, her and Simon. Oh, <laughs> I heard about like so many different layers to the story apparently there was a rumor that Porsche's ring was um a duplicate it was the same one that he gave to Fallon or something oh like that my God. I there's so many things that are just terrible with this story like that just don't make any sense like why would you why would you even want to marry this person right right I, I, like so I know some people I think it was Tammy Roman who went on to Instagram and said that um, that this was all for like a storyline. 
that for the new season. It seems that way, right? It seems like it could be. I mean, but, you know, the guy is very wealthy and, you know, Portia has made it clear that that's important to her. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm definitely interested. And then there was rumors that Portia was leaving the show. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know if she's leaving, if she's staying. It's a mess. He might be wealthy, but his he is not attractive. <laughs> no, he really is not. Yeah. So I mean, it must they, be they clowned else going her on. the whole time. They clowned her the whole time on the show. His ex wife mm-hmm. about how he's so much older and she's just with with him for the money. So it's very interesting that now Portia has taken that role. Yeah, I believe that that story was like consuming social media, like. <laughs> every day just to co- like it just started like right. falling off but yeah that's crazy right. I just I wonder how successful that that marriage is going to be I'm sure other stuff is going to start coming from the woodworks you know yeah I mean you just never know but it, if it is for the show then I yeah. guess hats off to them for creating the drama but it is messy <laughs> do, do we know when they're getting married no, I don't think that they've announced when they're getting married, but I'm sure that'll be just as dramatic. Oh, so yeah. Oh, for we'll sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So speaking of marriage, recently in the news, it has been announced that Ariana Grande got married. Surprise! And surprise! And it's to this guy, Dalton Gomez. I don't know, you know, too much about him or where she found him, but... She's been dating him for a little while now. I think the girl just wanted to be married so bad. I mean, yeah, wasn't you know. there? What wasn't it like Mac? What's his name? I know I'm messing up. Mac, Mac Miller. She was engaged. Yeah, to Mac Miller. She and then in, Pete Davidson from SNL. Davidson. Yep. And then now this guy, and apparently she's gone through with it this time. But I'm just like, girl, just wanted to be married. She she didn't care who it was. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> she just picked somebody off the street and was like let's get married no let's but, uh, do it you know. yeah she did yeah. I don't know who this guy is either I haven't heard a lot but I mean maybe that's a good thing because you know a lot of celebrities do yeah. say like if you know they don't want to date like a sports figure or another celebrity because of this 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 and that but then you yeah. always kind of question like is you know who is this Dalton guy is he like somebody right. from like just like this random guy who doesn't have anything going for right. himself like what's he bringing to the relationship we know she's got money I want to say that he is in the industry okay but you know I don't he's not like super famous or anything like that right um so I don't know we'll see how this unfolds but she just wanted to be a wife so bad so hopefully she you know can settle down and I hope so doesn't she have that song that ring song anyway she just yes. yeah she was gunning for it she was ready <laughs> yes she has several songs about wanting to be married so right. we'll see how that works out yes. but to keep the keep the love train going we also have ASAP Rocky and Rihanna before you get to that tea baby because you know how much I love my Rihanna I have to play a song by her Don't you stop loving me, don't quit loving me, just stop loving me, oh, babe, I'm fist fighting with fire, just to get close to you, could we burn something today, and I'll run for miles just to get a taste. ASAP and Rihanna. ASAP and Rihanna. So Rihanna definitely has love on the brain. And so does ASAP Rocky. So apparently he said recently that Rihanna is the love of his life. And that when you know, you know. And I think that's so sweet. I Look, I am always for these rappers and singers and all these public figures coming out and saying, you know, I'm in love. This person is my partner. I think that's good. It's positive. They're a couple I really didn't see coming, to be honest. Really? But, no, I just, like, when I picture them together, I just can't picture 
absurd. I feel like Rihanna is such a strong presence that she needs like someone that's even more strong. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what? I think, I think ASAP and Rihanna have been, they've been friends for a long time which is probably the foundation of their relationship. So that's a, that's the good start. I like them together. I don't know a lot about him, but I know he's been through a lot. And the way that he speaks of her, um, I mean, any t- anytime the man gets a chance, you can see how, how happy he is. Um, so for me, I feel like they do have a good connection. I feel like, you know, they're both fashion icons in their, in their own way. Um, I was actually just talking to Sean about this, my fiance about this, um, how he, you know, there's some men I feel like that are able to wear like skirts and dresses and be unique (laughs) in the way that they dress. And he's one of them. I think that, I think that it complements him well. I think they complement each other. I see that, you know, going far for that. I really do. And so for, so for me, because I knew that they were kind of like flirting with each other since they did this like GQ interview, and then there were rumors that they were, you know, dating each other. I kind of knew it was going to lead to that place, but I didn't know that that quickly it would lead to her being the one. Right. You know, but, but I do like them together. I, I support it wholeheartedly. I'm just waiting on her album though. I'm just not, I'm not going to lie. I just, I just want a what, new album. What happened to her billionaire boyfriend? Yes. Yeah, the Middle Eastern man. Yes. I, forgot his, I forgot his name. I don't he was know. A billionaire. Yeah, well, she's a billionaire. You I know, mean, she's, two billionaires together. I know. Run the world. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I don't know what happened with that relationship. She was on yachts and shit with the man and his whole family. Yeah. Like, it was a whole yeah. like intense thing. And that I think that was like for at least a couple of years that they were going strong. Yeah. I don't she know what happened. reminded me of. She kind of reminded me of Eve in that relationship yes. a little bit. So yes. I was like, okay, you know, Rihanna might actually settle down and marry this man. Yeah. So yeah. I guess it didn't work out, but no. more power to her. I'm glad that she found love. ASAP Rocky, like you said, really seems to be very much in love with her. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it could work. Well, I, I wish them the best. I really do. And I, like I said, I just, I'm waiting for her new album to come out. It's been so many years since the last one dropped. I've been a fan like for like forever in a day, um, of her and her music. So I just, you know, patiently waiting. Um, (laughs) so I have to talk about somebody that you don't like. (laughs) You Uh don't like Chrissy Teigen very much. Yeah, not a whole lot. My mom hates her. My mom literally like cannot stand this woman. She thinks she's like the <laughs> most annoying person ever. So we know Chrissy Teigen, um, who's married to John Legend. Um, we know her as a former supermodel, um, you know, TV personality, all of those things. So she she is definitely going through it um, because of some past behavior um, from like years ago. Like I'm talking like 2011, 2012. There's a model named Courtney Stodden and Courtney recently revealed that back then when she was 16, um, that Chrissy was sending her abusive tweets and private DMs where she would make like, you know, disparaging comments. She would accuse her of drug use. She would encourage suicide, um, you know, like comments like you should just go kill yourself, things like that. Um, and the girl was 16 years old. She's, she's now 26. Um, she, she was basically saying, you know, I'm tired of her bullying people because we know this is not the first time that Chrissy has those behaviors. She does have bullying tendencies. She's had problems with the black girl who played Annie. Um, Mm -hmm. she's had problems with Trump, but who doesn't, um, you know, she's had, she's had trouble with a lot of different people, um, and I think that, I think this model Courtney was just completely like done. Um, so Chrissy ended up apologizing to her, um, and, in, in, in hopes, I guess what she said was that, that she could heal from it now. Um, Courtney accepted her apology and she did forgive her, but she also said that it seemed more like an attempt to save her career rather than it being, you know, sincere and remorseful. Um, she said that she never heard from Chrissy in private. In fact, Chrissy blocked her on Twitter. And, you know, 
apparently just days after all this happened, Chrissy and her family were um, out at Disneyland having a, having a good time. Um, And the backlash is that she's lost like all of these deals and partnerships, Bloomingdale's Macy's target. They've all pulled her new uh, product line from their stores. Wow. So they're not, you know, they're not tolerating the, the bullying, you know, she's facing a lot of trouble right now. So I don't know how she's handling it. Cause you know, she recently just went through that miscarriage, which was devastating. Oh my God. It was horrible. Um, so, you know, she has to be still dealing with that, but not, but adding this on top of it, you know, you gotta be going through it. Uh, that's a hard one because in some respect you have to let people grow up and mature and you know move on from things they did when they were younger but there still has to be some sort of accountability to things you did especially when you're choosing to be in like a public eye type right. of situation but do I think that her entire you know career and life should be ruined over it no Mm-hmm. But at the same time, bullying is very serious. Right. So, you know, it's a hard, that's a hard one. I, I don't know. It is. It is. I, I don't know. I just, I always tend to wish people the best, but remember we just, I think it was last episode. We talked about, um, Rachel, is that her name from the bachelor? Yeah. And all the crazy racist stuff she did in her past and how she had to be held accountable for that. And by the fucking way, we're back together. We're back together. (laughs) What in the world? So what, what was the, what was the whole thing for? I don't understand. Like what to, to teach her a lesson. And then they're like, Oh, I love you. Like what, what is the issue? Honestly, I think Matt was getting, a lot of pressure from a lot of different directions mm-hmm. to to stand firm with her but i don't know if he personally deep down inside felt that this was like this unforgivable offense and he just i mean let's be honest men are very visual men are very i don't want to say simple but like they don't you know what i'm saying like she's a beautiful girl they got along I don't know that what she had done was enough for him to be like, okay, I'm just not going to deal with you anymore. I think that came from more so outside pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can so see that. I'm not super surprised. Yeah, I can definitely see that. But I, I, you know, in the, in the spirit of what we're talking about, about people doing things when they were younger, this particular situation that I'm getting ready to talk about is slightly different. So I don't know if you've watched American Idol, the season of American Idol. I, I, I kind of like, bit. I'm kind of here and there with it. I like the voice better. Um, yeah. But there's a, there was, I should say, a contestant on there by the name of Caleb Kennedy. Um, he was, he's 16 years old. He's from a town in South Carolina, I believe. And he was a country singer on the show. And he recently got on, got on tape and said that he was going to be basically eliminating himself from the competition. So he left American Idol because it was exposed that when he was 12 years old, so literally just like a few years ago for him, there was um, a video of him sitting next to someone that appeared to have on a KKK robe or hat or garment or something of that nature. And, you know, obviously that's not going to fly. So he decided it was time to, to leave the show. He issued an apology and he, he, he said he was young when he did it. Like, bro, you're 16 years old. You did this when you were 12. He said he didn't think about his actions. And then here's, here's where it gets worse. His mom is, is, on in an interview or something like that. And she says that he was referencing a movie called the strangers pray at night. It had nothing to do with the KKK and that her son does not have quote, 
a racist bone in his body that he loves everyone and has friends of all races. <laughs> That's the same comment again. I have a black friend. I'm oh not my racist. God. Like, come That's on. At this point, you know, just take accountability. Like right. you did it. That's what you believed right. at the time. You thought it was funny. You know, right. you were a dumb teenager. He wasn't even a teenager at that point, but you know, it, it was a stupid mistake. And whether you're racist or not, it happened. And now it's look, look where it's gotten you. Like it's affected right. your possible career. Cause he was doing well on the show apparently. So I was just about to ask you if he was any good. <laughs> well, you know, I don't, I didn't favor him. I, you know, he, some country artists I do, but he, yeah. I didn't, I didn't I like it. Don't like the country, the country music, no. but no, but, so, you know, I'm getting t- so really sick and tired of these judges on there too, who like don't really tell the truth because I don't know why they do that. Like a singer will go on and they will sound awful. They sound like howling wolves. It's, it's terrible. And then the judge will commend them for their performance. Like, right. What are you doing? How is, how is that like creating a, you know, good critique for them? There's, that's not good feedback. And you got to remember back in the day, it started off, you know, Paula Abdul and Simon Cowell. Yes. And, you know, Simon Cowell was like the whole show. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he just was brutally, brutally honest. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think that's why people watch the show. Yeah. To see how honest Simon Cowell was going to be. And now he's on AGT, right? Yeah, exactly. So I don't know why American Idol felt like they had to kind of make it a cookie cutter, you know, sugar coated show now where they can't say, you know, anything bad about the contestants. And, you know, they don't even show when the show first started, they had a lot of time dedicated to the bad singers and the fun, you know, people that were fun, acting funny in their auditions. Now they cut a lot of that out. They usually just do the singers that are good mm-hmm. they don't do a lot of bad singers anymore so I yeah. feel like the show must have gotten some sort of heat from mm-hmm. those Simon Cowell years because now it's just completely just a different show it's just completely cookie cutter they don't they're not really judging they're just you know giving everybody a participation award yeah that's exactly <laughs> what they're doing remember the so, remember I don't know. back in the day it was the Apollo that was like the yes. best and they had yes. that they had that guy come out. I forgot his name. Remember? And they'd like get, shoot get him off. Get your ass off the stage. Get your ass off the stage. Yeah, that's what yeah. the hell we need to have. We need to have that guy come out. Yes. And be like, uh, you suck. You. Remember? Because the audience was critiquing every performance, and then if you sucked, like yes. you knew it, they would boo your ass and then kick your ass off the stage. Yeah, yeah. We need to bring it back. Yes. That's my it's, just, it's just not. They do. And it's just not that interesting when everybody gets the same critique. Oh, you were great. Oh, you were wonderful. Keep it up. It's just not interesting. No, there's no competition to me. Exactly. Yes. I don't know. So, well, that's his story. Um, So a lot of people have been talking about old news that became new news. So Steve Harvey, I like to call him Uncle Steve because every time I or must either that or mustache because you know you know the obvious. So he did a 2010, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I hate his mustache. I feel like it has a life of its own. Like every feature, but I also on, feel like it's his signature. <laughs> it is. It is every feature on him. I feel like is like dramatic. Like he has a dramatic big head. He he makes these dramatic facial expressions. The mustache, his teeth. Like everything is big on this. Well, maybe not everything. I don't, yeah. I'm not going to go there. Oh, but, um, oh, 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 <laughs> you know, that's, that's Marjorie's man. That's not my man. So whatever they do, they do. Um, so anyway, he did a he did an interview for CNN in 2010, um, and his comments on this interview resurfaced on TikTok. So here's what Uncle Steve Mustache had to say. All of my friends are men. I don't have female friends. I don't. I'm, I'm incapable of that. You, you're an attractive woman. There are some guys somewhere saying, yeah, I'm, we're friends. No, that's not true. He's your friend only because you have made it absolutely clear that nothing else is happening except this friendship we have. 
We remain your friends in hopes that one day there'll be a crack in the door, a chink in the armor. And trust and believe that guy that you think is just your buddy, he will slide in that crack <laughs> the moment he gets the opportunity. Because we're guys. And you think most men think this way? 99.9% uh, .9 of us think that way. Not slide in the crack. <laughs> Not slide in the crack. Not slide Party. in the crack. Oh, that was not a good choice of words. But um, we, this is not a new topic. No. It's, it's you know, it, it's obviously something that we've talked about a million times, but it's a good topic because people have a lot of different opinions on this. So mm -hmm. we talk about male and females being able to have platonic relationships, friendships, whatever. What is your take on it? So I actually agree with Steve Harvey. What? I'm sorry. I do. I'm about to throw this water sorry. bottle at you. I'm sorry. And my husband takes the same stance as that I do on this. And he really does. He okay. So to be clear, you can't be friends with the other sex. Platonic friends. You cannot be. I don't think so. Okay. Tell me why. I'm interested now. Tell me why. So I truly believe that you cannot be friends with the opposite sex if you are in a serious committed relationship whether it's marriage whether it's just boyfriend girlfriend whatever it is if it's serious if it's committed I don't think that you can be friends with the opposite sex and I and I I'm not talking about friendship where you check in once in a while and you're like, oh, how's life going? I'm talking about friendship where you get together, you go to lunch, you go to dinner, you go see a movie. I don't think that that's appropriate. I would feel uncomfortable if my husband came to me and was like, oh, you know, my friend, whoever, we're going to the movies tonight because we both like this movie and it came out and we're going to go see it. Mm -hmm. I would not feel comfortable. And he has voiced that to me, that he does not believe that either. And the topic is very controversial because I am actually really close friends with somebody that we have been friends since the bus stop at kindergarten. Okay. And platonic, he, he platonic. My husband still, well, no. Okay. There you go. Okay. Steve okay. Harvey is right. We we dated a little bit like in grade school. Like it was like the little, you know, um crush that you have mm -hmm. on somebody in a younger grade. So it wasn't like, you know, an adult relationship, but still we were not able to go the whole time just being friends. Okay. So I think that, you know, I tend to agree with my husband in that it is very hard to be in a committed relationship and have a friend of the opposite sex. That's truly just your friend. Mm -hmm. well, I don't know if that's possible. Now, let me just throw a little bit of a wrench in it. What if the person is gay? What and if we talk about that too? So, so is it, is it different? Nope. We talk about that too. My husband feels like even if the person is gay, it is still inappropriate. So he feels like even if I came to him and I, I was like, I'm going out to dinner with my, you know, gay male friend, he would still feel uncomfortable. It's mm -hmm. still someone of the opposite sex that you're spending close, intimate time with. That's not your partner. OK, so I I heard an interview um, that Charlemagne did on the break on the Breakfast Club, and I liked the part of the interview because I. I connected with him. So what he was talking about in relation to this topic is that, you know, growing up, he had basically all female friends. He, he was taught not to hang around a lot of guys. There was a lot of trouble in that, you know, with that area. So he had a lot of female friends with me growing up. I had the opposite. I had a lot of male friends who were really just friends, like platonic friends. And I just got along with, with males better than I did females. It was just harder for me to keep females in my circle. And there was too much pettiness and cattiness and all that other stuff. So now, for example, my, my best friend is male and years okay. ago, it was not platonic. It was not platonic years ago. And I'm talking See? years ago, but How, still. however, it is platonic. Now we don't have any of that. We don't have a sexual relationship. You know, none of that is happening now. Granted, 
I don't see him often. And it, it more is just like, you know, checking in. And But I really appreciate and value the friendship that we do have. We have a great connection. Um, I still think that things can get muddy. I agree with you that, it, you know, things could definitely get um, like to a, a point where it can be inappropriate. But I, but I also agree that there can be long friendships where you're, you're not crossing that line. So what Steve is saying is that the reason men are incapable of this is because men are going to be men, basically that they're attracted, that they become attracted to this other woman. And then when something happens in the relationship that they're just going to slide on it, that they're, you know, they're waiting for that romantic connection, which is why they remain friends with the woman. I just, maybe some men do do that. I'm going to, I'm going to agree with that. There are a lot of men that I think do wait for the, the fall of the relationship so that they can have sex with the woman. Um, but I right. do think that there also are a lot of men who are sincere, like, you know, like Charlemagne was talking about who don't, who, you know, really consider, um, you know, friends like their sisters. They've they've grown up with these people. They've never seen them in that way. They never wanted to, you know, have anything more than just the platonic relationship. And they just remain that way. So I kind of I kind of see where you're coming from, but I also see that that the other side can happen too. So I'm I'm just trying not to blanket everything. And see I I see I don't agree. I feel like at some point in time. Uh Uh-huh. That man has thought about it, whether it was just a brief thing going through their head or, okay. I mean, even if you just, you know, meet up at any point in time, say you're wearing a dress or you're, you know, I'm not even going to blame it on something you're wearing, but just mm-hmm. in general, if you, if you guys are friends, that means that there's something about each other that you like your energy, your spirit. And if you're friends and you're the opposite sex, you can't help, but you can't help, but have a certain feeling about it that's more than just a friend of the same sex if that makes sense what if you've never let's say that's the case but you've never acted on it right is it it okay there is it is it okay to to look at it that's the problem and that's what steve harvey's talking about he's like no that's not okay because you never know when there'll be a moment in time where there's an opportunity and somebody acts on it so you know and 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 it's hard for me because again like like how you said your best friend is male one of my closest best friends is Mm -hmm. male as well and the way we kind of have been navigating it is that we are trying to do things together where we're including our spouses so like we're so like we're going to go on a birthday trip and it's going to be everybody like at like our friend group and our spouses. So it's not okay. just there's no I don't see a situation personally where I would be spending like one on one time with him mm-hmm. without my husband present. I feel like it'll just always be like a, a, a thing where we're kind of more of like a friend group now than it is okay. like more like one on one. OK. And that makes sense because I can I definitely can understand your point about like you know, you wouldn't want your husband to be going out, you know, on a regular basis with this person. I I can understand it that way. So what, what you're doing is actually working for you. I I completely get that. Um, you know, I definitely couldn't see, you know, my husband doing that, you know, I, I would not feel comfortable with that. I think a like, I think an occasional check-in is completely fine. You know, something like that, or like a social media passing or something like that is completely fine. But from your, from what you're talking about, um, I can see that I I can definitely agree with that. I just, I I just don't want to wholeheartedly embrace the essence of what Steve is saying that men are incapable of, of having a platonic relationship and all of them are just lying in wait, ready for, you know, ready to pounce. I just, I I don't know, for me, it's, it's hard for me to, um, to just really take that and run with it. I don't know. That's just me. I think deep down men do have some of those thoughts, but I also think there are some men out there that truly just you know, value the friendship and really look at you like, oh, that's my sis. You know what I mean? And, you know, 
That's just my opinion. But so. they're still thinking about the booty. <laughs> still watching you in that sundress. Yeah, they still look at you in that sundress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got the, oh, I forgot to tell you, I got the TikTok leggings. You know, the you ones did? that shape your ass? Yes. It was a really good Is investment. Really Ooh. good investment. I would highly okay. recommend them. They're very comfortable. You can wear them anywhere, and that ass is gonna look plump. I'm gonna just say that. Okay, right where where can I get them from? Um, Amazon. Let me put you on okay. Amazon. Um, okay. that's where I got mine from. You can get it from Walmart too. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna invest. Get you a pair. <laughs> I'm investing. <laughs> Don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate to move from friendships and booty to. <laughs> Nipsey hustle but oh, and, you know I love Nipsey you love yeah, Nipsey that's not a good segue <laughs> it's not but yet we're gonna do it because we have to talk about what's going on with Nipsey Hustle's case and I've been following it for some time now because you know Nipsey is someone you just really want to see get justice you know what I'm saying he's he was yeah. a good man he was very intelligent you know he had a lot of forward thinking mm-hmm. you know ideals so it's really sad that someone like that you know could be taken away so quickly and you want to see him get justice but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen anytime soon his alleged killer eric holden gets another lawyer this is his third lawyer and he has been able to delay the trial again until the end of the year at the very earliest because now he's refusing to leave his cell for any for anything to see his lawyer to do any of his court hearings he's refusing to leave his cell so when he does that you know it has to go up the chain of command and then they end up you know delaying everything oh this is crazy so does so, he have a reason i don't know what's this? going on with this guy is there any kind of no reason? i think like- i think he's just trying to delay the case and i don't know what's going on with his lawyers because he keeps on getting different lawyers I don't know if he just feels like he's not ready to stand trial, but he has been able to postpone quite a while now because he actually, because partly because of the pandemic, but partly because of him and how he's been, you know, mm-hmm. handling everything. So it's what really a, sad to hear. What a coward, know. you know, such a coward, such a coward. You can walk up to somebody and shoot them dead, but you, you know, you can't, you can't stand, you know, stand up on trial and, and take the, take the punishment. So I don't know what's going to happen with that, but it seems like it's been years. I mean, Nipsey was killed in what, 2019 towards the beginning of 2019. We're now into 2021 and it hasn't even, the trial hasn't even. Yeah. And it says, it says a lot about him. What happens with that? It says a lot about him, like with changing the attorneys too, you know, changing the attorneys yeah, so very frequently strange. yeah very, very strange. yeah i don't know that's yeah. that's crazy very i hope strange. i hope yeah. there is justice like whenever the trial does yeah. happen and yeah yeah i hope i hope so too so we'll have to keep following that one because that that one's going to be something that unfolds over you know some time now so mm-hmm. but i've got more, more legal trouble unfortunately to talk about um, Lamar Odom, <laughs> poor victim of the Kardashians. He's still trying to put his life back there, <laughs> but uh, he is facing a very serious lawsuit from his ex, Liza Morales. I don't know if I'm pronouncing yeah. that correctly. Yeah, Liza. But she's saying that she's facing eviction. Yeah, she's facing eviction due to his lack of paying child support. And, you know, I I feel very controversial about that because I feel like, yes, as a man, if you're walking away from your children and their everyday life, you are financially responsible. So, so he should be paying his child support. But at the same time, I'm like, really? Like, you got to be able to to go ahead and move forward and live your life and not rely on that money. Like, why is she getting evicted because she's not getting that money? Agreed, agreed, agreed. Totally right. agree. Like, do something right. with your life. Get a job. Like, I don't know what she's doing. Yes. 
She was on Basketball Wives this last season, and she was talking about this and how he's not doing for the kids and this, 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 and that. And I knew something was going to come of it then. And I, the, the, I had the same thought then, like, what are you, what is your day job? What, what, what are you doing to support yourself and be independent? Like, it's all good that you get the child support, but as we all know, child support can be very inconsistent. You cannot rely just on that as your sole income. Right. You cannot, you cannot do that. And you have to be able to, if, if you guys have decided to break up and he's going one way and you're going the other way, you have to be able to support yourself and move on. And you should not be relying on child support to, you know, keep you afloat. So, you know, I really, I actually really don't feel bad for her. Cause I'm like, you need to get your life together and take care of your kids and anything he's giving you is, on top of that, but Mm -hmm. you have to have the foundation. If they're living with you, then you have to have that foundation and you have to be able to take care of them, whether you're getting that money or not. So absolutely, just very interesting. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that one. (laughs) Yeah. That's a, that's a whole, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Somebody who is not some, I have somebody who is not worried about child support. And that is Bill Gates X. X Bill, Bill I don't think she has to worry about being evicted. Right. Yep. I don't think Melinda's too worried about being evicted, but you know, they are getting a divorce. And finally, I had to know why. I was like, why are they getting a divorce? And I was like, oh my God, why would you divorce Bill Gates? Anyway, I mean, he was having an affair, shocker there. With a Microsoft employee. <laughs> Another <laughs> shocker. <laughs> so that is why they're getting divorced. There's no, you know, government conspiracy, or I just thought it was going to be something big and dramatic and has to do with their investments and money. And no, it's, he's just a typical man and it was an affair. And yeah. that's why they're getting Listen, divorced. Listen, so, I'm going to have to forgive that. So affair. boring, Bill Gates. I'm gonna have to forgive that affair with his old Don't ass. Worry, though. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Oh so yesterday. <laughs> Listen, that's he's gonna have to get a pass from me. Like, whatever. You want to sleep with the Microsoft worker? That's completely fine. Let's keep living our life. Let's <laughs> right. Look, that's Melinda's crazy. probably better off. She's gonna get a big. She's going to get a big chunk of change, go buy herself an island, build herself a house on that island. Right. And she's going to get her groove back real fast. Right. So How Melinda got her groove back. How Melinda got her groove back is coming soon. <laughs> we need to send her a, um, what was his name? Um, what's the guy's name with the bald head? You know who I'm talking about. She needs Tay Diggs. Diggs in her life. Yes. Yes. That's mm-hmm. exactly what she needs. Because we're going to send her a, uh, a beautiful Jamaican man to to sweep her off her feet and she'll yes. be forgetting about Bill Gates soon enough. So yes. <laughs> well I listen, I have I have to talk about something that I find extremely hilarious. But before <laughs> I do that, let me play you one of his most famous songs. Yes, yes. I'm partial to that song because that was the song that my now husband sang to me before he got down on one knee. So I love that song. (laughs) I will forever listen to that song. So, well, you know, I'm sorry, but this might be tainted now. (laughs) What I'm getting ready to what I'm getting ready to tell you may make this not the best song. So, Tyrese, um, he was he was dating this woman, Samantha Lee. And not dating, he was married to her. And um, they split in December of 2020. Um, I don't think the divorce is final. So a couple months ago, he started dating this 25-year-old. He's 42. 
Anyway, the 25-year-old's name is Zelly Timothy. So this is his girlfriend. And she posted a video on Instagram where she's in the bathtub, spread eagle, naked, obviously. And Tyrese is like at the bottom of the tub by her feet and he's shaving her entire vagina. And she's recording this. She's like, the whole world gets to see this from obviously her point of view, like looking down. And he's just, he's just sitting there, you know, slowly shaving it, going through explaining his method of putting on the creamer and then rubbing it in and, and mixing it with some oils and his tongue is sticking out and they're, you know, all flirty. I, I, I didn't know how to take it. I was like, I didn't, I didn't know if it was like, okay, are we watching? Like, is this foreplay that they're publicly displaying? I didn't, I felt like I was questioning myself. I'm like, is this, this isn't supposed to be like a private moment? Like what exactly is happening right here? And is it okay for your man to be doing that? Do you, I mean, would you be okay if your husband shaved your coochie? I'm just going to ask you. I'm just going to put it out there like that. Look, I love it. I feel like that is something I would definitely ask my husband to do. And, and he has actually offered to do that before for me when Woo-hoo! I was pregnant. I could So he's the best about that kind of thing. He offered to do that for me when I was pregnant. He he was so sweet. He would lotion my feet. He's painted my toenails. Aww. He asked if I wanted him to shave me. So I think it's great. I love to see men doing stuff like that for their lady. I don't know if it should have been a public moment, but <laughs> That's- as far as the actual action itself, I'm I'm oh, I'm totally for. I don't know about putting it on social media though. That's where I feel. What like about you? Left. Would you? Would just, you have your hubby do it? Oh, for sure. Yeah, if he was willing to yeah. do it, I don't. I mean, I don't even have to be pregnant. I would just like, go oh, hey, ahead, baby, <laughs> do your thing. <laughs> yeah, Whatever. exactly. Like, I mean, he would probably be too scared exactly. to do it. He'd probably he'd he'd be too scared to like I mean, hurt me or something like fun. that. But you got to go yeah. slow. You just you know, we all need it. I mean, if he asked me to do something right. for him, I would do it. But right. you know, exactly. I don't know. I, that's just, you know, that certain people will do that kind of thing. And, you know, others are, you know, weird about it. But would you, would you also consider it foreplay or would it just be like an act of service? I think it would deepen our connection. I don't know if I would consider it foreplay but it depends mm-hmm. on what else he's doing while he's down there but correct. You know, it's just correct. I don't know how sexy that is but it, yeah I see what you mean like it can be like a sensual experience yeah right yeah right I, it's got to bring you closer right I For mean real. they're up close and personal down there so. right yeah I mean I that's easy access that's what I'll say <laughs> exactly <laughs> So, you know, I, Tyrese has a little, he's, he's, he's weird in his own ways, but I feel like, you know, if that's what he wants to do with his 25 year old girlfriend, then more power to them. More power to him. Go on with your best So we don't have a messy (laughs) minute this week, sad to say. Um, but if you guys have messy minute stories that you want to share with us, they don't have to be long. They are anonymous. Just tell us what's going on in your life, what the tea is, what the mess is, what the drama is. And we are going to try our best to give you advice on how to fix it. So if you want to send us that, you can go to our Facebook page at messy AF podcast or email us at messy AF podcast at yahoo.com. We are always looking for those so that we can share that. Um, on one of our episodes. So other than that, I think I'm going to go. Um, I don't know. I might, I might play with around with like the Tyrese thing tonight. I may just have to do it. I just, I feel like it's something that I need to do. I got sugared, you know, I'm back. I know. Why the hell not? Just let's just do it. <laughs> My husband might be a little afraid down there. I might have to prepare him. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Well, you have to tell me how that goes. I will. I will. I'll keep you guys posted. Keep me posted. (laughs) I will not, however, post a video of it. So I don't need to see the video. Don't Mm -hmm. look out for that. I'm just going to tell you that right now. But anyway, we will be back with you guys very, very, very soon. Please continue to listen. Please continue to subscribe. Go and like our page, share it, do all of that great stuff. And we will catch you guys next time. We are out of here. Talk to you later, girlfriend. Bye. Bye.